Welcome everyone to the 451 Degrees podcast, the podcast about censorship on the Unsafe Space Network. And joining me today is Ian. Hey, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Not too bad. That's good. So uh, today we're going to talk about basically what is catch and kill copyright strikes. So uh, I noticed this years ago um, when I started my YouTube channel, when I would do reviews of movies. Um, sometimes those reviews would get copyright striked, even though I would do reviews for other movies by the same distribution company. Uh, and but those the reviews that would get copyright striked were the ones that were uh, negative. I was about uh, to ask you, are they negative <laughs> reviews that are getting getting yes. slammed? Ah, go figure. Yes. And it in like no amount of fair use, uh, you know, countering would work. Uh, for one thing, with, on YouTube, when it comes to copyright uh, claims, they don't review those. They just immediately assume that the company who is copyright striking you is in the right and give them money. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's that's a pretty big problem already because it's there's no amount of back and forth on that. And if you, <laughs> I remember, I think it was some streamer a big one actually said, well, they would need like 90,000 employees to check all of those. And it's like, it's, it's alphabet. You think they can't afford to hire 90,000 employees. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a silly idea. But um, now recently uh, the new Amazon Lord of the Rings TV show has come out. And uh, already I've seen a few other reviewers say that they have had immediate copyright strikes on any any video they make about this tv show which is bombing like with a lot of people <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you'll you'll notice that there aren't a lot of copyright strikes on positive videos like they don't like of course any, not yeah, yeah. Uh, because they, those, uh, they may just block them. That's the thing, though, is that they, when someone gets a copyright strike on their video, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're making money off of it, mm-hmm. you know, the company. They may just instead uh, block it from uh, distribution, including in the United States, including in most European countries. They could decide that. I had Sony block a video in, like, every Asian country, in the world, essentially. <laughs> Which, yeah, they do allow that to downrank videos too. It basically kind of yes. kills the momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes it if you're smaller, it makes your channel hard to build up. If you're mm-hmm. big, it makes it hard for you to reach your audience. And I, I, I find this very dirty because now some countries don't have a fair use doctrine. They don't, but some do. The United States does. Mm-hmm which means that a video that we did about Lord of the Rings, if we showed footage from it, if we uh, showed images from it, uh, we sh- and we talked about it, and we showed our faces, and you heard our voices, technically that's fair use according to United States law. Right. Now, you, now, the way the system works is that after they make the claim, which they could do it manually, or they could do it with uh, like an algorithm, which you as a user do not have access to also no you don't yeah <laughs> i get i get all the time because of uh, music i have rights to i do have a license for every time i do a live stream 
and I end, uh, actually, I think it's my, my opening credits actually that gets slammed. Um, and I have to peel it every single time. Yes. Every single time. I know. I saw a channel that someone talked about that they bought a license for music and they kept getting copyright strikes for it. I get mostly now that I'm, I moved away from reviews and now do video game live streams. Mm -hmm. I get, I get strikes for music that play in the game. Yep. That will happen. Like pause. all the time. Sorry, let me pause. And get that out. <laughs> I didn't realize that she was in. <laughs> I get I get copyright striked for music, and it's like it's not my choice. Like recently, what I find funny though is that when I get copyright striked on original music from the video game itself, like I I played Destiny two and I got copyright striked striked on the music that is for Destiny two, and I so I just was like, all right, I'll just mute the music in the game. Which actually came to a funny moment when uh, my co-streamer, Nameless, was trying to go, look at this dance party that's going on. Press this <laughs> button. And I'm like, is something supposed to happen? Because, like, I don't have any music playing <laughs> because on purpose. So I have no idea what's happening here. Is it, is it a banging beat? Like, <laughs> Well, I know like certain games, too. They have options now, like if you're streaming, that they you can you can check it. That way it won't play any copyrighted music. Yes. new Like a, a few games are starting to do that. Uh, mm -hmm. I've played some old games. The Alan Wake games are extremely bad for doing that. And Alan Wake 2 is supposedly coming out relatively soon. Mm -hmm. I mean, when games say soon, they usually mean in like three years. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, unfortunately. But yeah, um, yeah I, I've, I've gotten, but I mostly, and it's kind of why I did this, get copyright striked on original music from Japanese video games because they refuse to accept fair use policies in other countries. And it's like, well, then I'm not going to play your video games. Like yeah. I, I just mm -hmm. won't even do it. And, um, and I think like I got striked for final fantasy seven. I was like, that game is so old. <laughs> I can't even play something that old. But anyway, what, what they do is after they claim it, you can dispute it and you can say it's fair use. You should mm -hmm. say, I'm playing a video game. I'm reviewing a movie or TV show. And that doesn't go to YouTube. That, that doesn't go to Google or a third party, like who has no stake in this. It goes to the people who claimed the copyright in the first yep. place. Mm -hmm. so, and, and they can either accept it or they can reject it, which is ridiculous. Even if yeah. it is fair use, they can still reject it. I've had that Yes, happen. they can. Yes, they and they some of them totally will. They won't care um, because what are the like, what's the likelihood that you're going to be able to like find a lawyer and protect your rights to fair use? Probably pretty slim. Uh, honestly, they're opening themselves. YouTube is opening themselves up to a class action lawsuit by not protecting fair use because they are uh, technically according because of the fair use claiming content that is not their own mm -hmm. because they don't have access to my face. They don't have access to your face as, as their content. That's not the case. Now I'm, I've noticed that they happen more often on the negative reviews and there, and Amazon is doing it like crazy recently because that Lord of the Rings TV show is not doing well. And <laughs> no it's one wanted it. It's getting ratio pretty hard. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I had a discussion recently about Lord of the Rings fans. Some Lord of the Rings fans didn't like the Peter Jackson movies because they oh, yeah. felt, I mean, they're, they're very hard fandom to please. Um, so m- with minor changes, if you made minor changes, you might make them mad. And I don't oh, necessarily. Yeah. The one ring.net used to be like that. Now they're kind of <laughs> endorsing this new show, but they, they went hard on Peter Jackson for changes. Well, well, I if if anything, that's because of sponsorship. I would guess that's my yes. That's a guess. Course. Yeah. But um, <laughs> anyone who changes their opinion that quickly. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. They sold yet, out for access. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing is that yeah, if you're a reviewer and you want uh, early access to content, you usually have to sell out your review mm-hmm. in the first place. But um, if you're not willing to do that, you may not get access at all. Uh, and then they might go after your channel with these copyright strikes. Yep. Now, um, I have never gone past the second stage of a copyright strike myself because of the fact that if they push it further, uh, you it can hurt your channel. Uh, yep. What I've done myself is private the video and then upload it to something like Rumble mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's safer. Um, it's They're not as... Uh, as captured by this kind of system. And in fact, I don't even think they have much of a system for copyright striking, uh, which probably not the moment they'll probably no. have to implement something at some point, but yes. Yeah. Now I understand why YouTube built a copyright strike system in the first place, because people were uploading whole episodes, yeah. whole movies, mm-hmm. entire songs, and you can't monetize those. That's that is copyright theft. And, but I, myself, am not 100% behind copyright law at no. all. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but I felt I feel like it's been strangling things. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it's been abused for sure. That's kind of the issue. And, and it makes sense that, you know, the reason why copyright exists is to protect the artist, right? Make sure that they are getting, you know, paid for their product, which makes sense. The issue that we're running into now is the abuse. And we kind of cited several examples at this point. One of them is like, I don't like your review. Therefore, I'm going to issue a claim or a strike against you because of, of said review. Yeah. Uh, my, you, you I, see more of that being used in the future, I bet. Yeah, probably. I saw, so, uh, you know, the movie Arrival? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a review of that. It was mediocre in my opinion. Um, and I, uh, my copyright strike was manual, which means, according to them, a human being looked at it and claimed it as me using their video clip, which, by the way, I didn't use a single video clip from the movie in that video. Did you use still, stills at all or anything? <laughs> Just stills. Mm. So there were <laughs> so literally no video clips. I was like, you, you can't even say this correctly. I mean, that to me was a was a real lie. Um but then recently in, I think it was last year, uh, what is his name? I can't remember. Is Noah, Trevor Noah. That's it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a video on Twitter going around about, uh, from one of his standups back when he was still in South Africa, basically against the minor protesters because, and which made it out like he was for the elite of the country and mm-hmm. he wasn't uh, for the little man and all that stuff. And that was counter to his image here in the U S mm-hmm. and then 
he or someone who worked for him started copyright striking all uh, versions of that video. Of course. Yeah. Because it doesn't support the narrative. Yes. It made yeah. him look bad. And mm. now people were saying that, oh, well, you can't share that. Anyway, it is his content, and which to me was kind of a silly argument. It's like, yeah, it is, but you're, he's not losing any money from that specific content by us sharing a clip of that huge stand-up. Like, that's not mm -hmm. what's going on, because that's one of the reasons why copyright exists, is, as you pointed out, that it's about, make, it's about the money, the financial gain from your content. If you're not losing really financial gain from the the sharing of the content in other forms by other people then really you have no standing is what it comes down to which is why things like mystery science 3000 yeah, yeah mr science theater yeah yeah you can one you can definitely uh do that you don't even have to ask them like can i can I watch your movie and make fun of it and broadcast that? That's actually 100% protected. They've already decided that one, mm -hmm. which is funny because they're on, they're on YouTube now. They have a yeah. ton of videos mm -hmm. on YouTube where they do that. And uh, I grew up watching them and they always made me laugh, but it's not watching mosquito with the three of them making fun of it is not the same as watching mosquito. <laughs> right. No, you're watching it more for the commentary than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, that's one of the reasons why people say the commentary, the transformative nature of anything you do in response, including like making fun of it, you know, like the hizzy dubs putting their mouths over the content and saying different things. Those are all transformative enough that you're not actually mm -hmm. losing any money as Disney if they do it to a Marvel movie. Now, it's relatively easy for a channel like Hizzy to protect that because they're so big. They probably have the money and the time to protect themselves. Most other people will not uh, in content creation. And most other people will not be able to get big enough with this current system doing that to them to learn how to protect themselves, unfortunately, to get the ability to do so. Uh, so to me, the, especially the monetization one is theft. This is, mm -hmm. it's, it's not just strangling them. It's also theft. If they're making money off your transformative content, they're stealing. It's essentially the same as if they were trying to make money off of a magazine article about their movie or TV show. Yeah. <laughs> Get, getting back to the whole Trevor Noah thing for a moment. One of the things I'm, I'm kind of concerned with going forward is that either media companies, news companies, even like, let's say it's a political figure, they could use copyright as a means of silencing criticism. And that it, is ultimately very dangerous. It is. It is 100 percent dangerous uh, because we should be able to, uh, especially with public figures, quote them, show their video of them mm -hmm. saying what they said and talk about it. We should be able to share it. We should be able uh, to make content from it, even if it is silly or even if it is negative. That is, if if they start using it as saying that we're, uh, we're stealing their copyright, which one thing, they're probably not making money off of this mm -hmm. they're pro because it's a speech and in all likelihood or an interview, 
um, which we could see media companies do it on their behest. So, yeah. so like a, an interview from 10 years ago that shows Biden uh, lying about his college education, yep. for example. That's a good example. <laughs> uh, they could copyright strike it for him, essentially, so that people don't get to see it. Now, I have seen it. It's kind of, you know, horrible, but I don't think it's as commonly known and maybe that was one of the reasons why I that one I'm not sure on, but it was not shared that often. Actually, I don't think it's a very well known video, but we do have to. I, I think you you are right on where this is going. Like it's bad enough when a private entity does it, but it's going to be way worse when it starts being about our politicians, about yep. our leaders, government officials. It's going to be way worse. Um, yeah, narrative control. I think it's going to be. A big topic this year with it being an election year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we already see YouTube already kind of tightening the screws again. Uh, if you've talked about Reclaim the Net at all, or, or if you watch, re- watch, read <laughs> Reclaim the Net, there we go. It's a website, yes. not a YouTube channel. Um, they have plenty of articles about a lot of YouTube censor- censorship that's coming up. And yes. Pretty terrible. Yeah, which is, um, it. You now we have talked before about rumble or other um mm-hmm. non-youtube uh sites for content creation and what they could do to make themselves bigger and i remember you saying that they needed more normie content yes they that, did. that that would be a big help because as rumble has said that they that people claim they're all politics and to some extent that's mostly true there's a lot of po- political channels on mm-hmm. rumble However, uh, recently, they got a bunch of big, mostly homesteader channels. Now, I find that really funny because I feel like that's like the next logical step because it's like, oh, you got all the conservatives. Now you're getting all the people who don't want to be reliant on the supply chain. Yeah. <laughs> like It just seems like, yeah, that's what should come next if, mm-hmm. if you're expanding from off of conservatives. <laughs> that's probably the next group. Um, but those channels could be so like, just like unpolitical, like completely unpolitical mm. to yeah. say, this is how you garden. This is how you can like, that seems like it shouldn't be political. And it's kind of funny to me though, because it, to say this, but it, it, is actually political for the silliest of reasons. Yeah, I, I was going to say the same thing because it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, conservatives tend to be preppers and homesteaders, yeah. and therefore it's, you know, this content's political. And it's like, oh, geez, shut up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's only political now because it's like if you disrupt the supply chain on purpose or yeah. because of bad policy, mm-hmm. it's a, it, it then ends up being a political act to take care of a yourself. response, yeah. Yeah, it's a response and, and like taking care of yourself, making sure your family's going to be fed, that you're going to have the supplies you need. Suddenly it's political. And yeah, it's like, you're being it's just- selfish, caring about yourself and your family and looking after <laughs> yourself and your family. Uh, well, that's, how, you- that's how they can spin it. Yeah, it is. Well, it's like to me, I, I know it, it all boils down to don't you know, daddy government should be taking care of you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. And um, and I see them ask for things like that all the time, like, 
you know, the whole student loan thing, cancel student loans. I have student loans. You, did you see the Women's March demand that made no sense? No, I mean, was this, is this recent? Yeah, this is recent. It's kind of okay. hilarious because they said that one, uh, two thirds of all student loan debt is owned by owed by women. Well, geez, I wonder why. Maybe because there's more women going to college these days and they and have the highest en- enrollment rates these days. Actually, they were wrong. They um, <laughs> women have half have less than half the amount of debt. Oh, and mostly really? because they couldn't do math. They can't do math. They oh, have- that's where that came from. Okay, I, I remember <laughs> seeing somebody post that on Twitter. I didn't realize it came from the Women's March. That's funny. Yeah. So it's actually less than half, which means even though men make up less college graduates, they own more student loan debt. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And it was, and everyone's laughing about it because it's like, you literally can't do math. But that to me was another, yeah, it's like, maybe, maybe you'd be better with your student loans if you could do math. I don't know. <laughs> and well, yes, we all know math is racist. So. Yeah. And it's sexist too, apparently. Yeah, apparently. At this point. Um, now I own, I, I have some student loan debt, but mine's almost gone. And uh, because I pay, I've been paying it like right. a responsible adult human being. Uh, it's funny how it works, right? <laughs> I know. And I was like, I don't want, I don't want daddy government to come in and take away the rest of my student loan debt. That doesn't fix anything. No, it All doesn't. Of, and in the same way, I don't want them to um, f- fix my life in any other way. And that's, that's the problem with this whole, you know, anti-homesteader atti- attitude is that it's it's about wanting to rely on the government for your needs and your desires on top of that. And it's just immature. And this is why they're okay with censorship as well. They want them to come in like a parent and stop everyone from saying mean things to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, it goes back to responsibility too, right? I mean, it's like, that's the one thing that we're not teaching, I think, our young people these days is, is to be responsible for yourself. I mean, the, the whole thing with the student, student loans debts, I mean, it comes down to responsibility. It's like this is, you know, you you were the one. OK, Grant, you probably got suckered into it by the college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and that's not right. I mean, that should be stopped. But at the end of the day, it was your decision. Yep. I mean, it's a self-accountability issue yeah. like if you don't believe in self-accountability then you want someone to come rescue you yep uh and the thing exactly. is though like i agree with you that that there are problems with how student loans are being given out um for one it's thing it's definitely predatory for sure but yeah, yeah. at the end of the day you're, yeah you're still the one who does it yeah you still sign for it uh yep. you can't you have to accept that like i i will freely admit that college is way more expensive than it used to be that oh, yeah. it is uh impossible to work it, it, nearly impossible to work your way through college without student loan debt it's and also though there are way too many fluff kind of degrees uh mm. There are degrees that don't need to be degrees that could be trade schools or apprenticeships as well. So, I mean, and then there are way too many administrators making way too much money at most universities. So, like, I don't think that even if canceling student loan debt takes, like, 
uh, debt takes off a lot of pressure from my generation, which has the most of it, mm-hmm. the millennials. I don't think it solves any of the problems. It's a bread and circus response to get us to shut up about those problems. It's not, it's not going to fix them. It'll just, you know, it just puts it on the next generation that you're going to have bad student loans and you're going to have to go into debt to get an education or whatever. Um, So to me, I'm I'm like, for so many reasons, don't let this be the answer because it's not an answer. It's a, it's not, it's, it's not an answer. And uh, for one, the, immediately on my principles of self self accountability i'm not okay with it and then beyond that when it comes to what it would solve you know it's a useless solution yeah absolutely so, is and and they want to apply this kind of attitude to censorship they uh, i've known people in my generation who are actually pro government censorship not just like censorship from the big social mm-hmm. media companies but from uh, the government. And I could foresee that they would use it mainly to protect uh, people in power from criticism. That's mostly what they're going to be using it for. Yeah. They'll say it's <clears throat> to uh, make sure everyone's treating you decently, but that's not actually the truth. No, no. it's there to protect uh, politicians and large companies. It's, yep. it's the reason why YouTube took away the dislike button. Yes. Uh, God, that was... Uh, I, 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 the dislike button was, I, I've noticed that about like a lot of social media companies that the dislike button to them, it, some of them learned before they even like really got big. Oh no, we don't want that dislike button. Oh yeah. We don't want it. Uh, so, uh, because we're seeing how it affects YouTube. <laughs> and and other platforms so that's why twitter has nothing like that facebook has nothing like that even though people have been asking it for it on on facebook for years give us a dislike button and they're like nope not doing it not doing it i remember when they came out with the other reactions (laughs) there people were like gee you came out with five new reactions when we only wanted the one new one the dislike button but they'll never do it. I no, mean, they won't, unfortunately. Which, by the way, this is something about those buttons that not a lot of people realize. So say that you run a group on Facebook uh, and you post something and people react to it poorly. But that's the point. You're supposed to be showing them like a, a, an article or a bit of news that is enraging in, in some regard. But it's true. It's just it pisses you off. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to. So, um, you know, it's whatever the content is. It's like, oh, you know, someone, uh, 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 a teacher got in trouble for doing something illegal with their students. You know, that pisses people off. Like, right. okay, you use the angry button. All right. A lot of you do. Like, say it's a big group. A hundred people react to it with the angry button. Mm-hmm. For, on the admin side for the Facebook group they start getting notifications from Facebook that their content is pissing off users and that if they don't cut it out, they will close the group. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. I learned, 
I know. I learned about that in a Downton Abbey fan group of all places. <laughs> the admins were like, please stop reacting negatively to things, even if it is negative. Like, <laughs> you're going to get the group shut down. And, and I was like, whoa, why even? Like, they put that out there and they didn't tell anyone that that's what that's used for. So it's like, it, I mean, the thing is, though, is that it's like sometimes you're like, maybe you're just talking to your friends and you say, this horrible thing happened to me today and your friends react angrily on your behalf, you know, like, Oh, I'm angry with you. Like, would that like, if you, if you posted a lot of content like that, would you get banned from Facebook? I don't know. Like, I don't know. What the possibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I stopped using Facebook. I, I think it's, um, it's a trash site. Oh, it is. It, it definitely is. But um, I, I still use it just to share stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, I stop. I don't interact on it all that much anymore. Like um, I'm in groups, but I don't really like post to them because I'm I'm a little worried about what Facebook is going to be saying to me uh, about my content. I did get in trouble for posting something about Kyle Rittenhouse once. Um, God, yeah, they were. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's totally unsurprising that that happened. Uh, a lot of people got in trouble for posting stuff about Kyle Rittenhouse on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I, I imagine I a lot of people got in trouble for posting stuff that was pro Kyle Rittenhouse, yes. not negative. Yeah. Yes, that's true. You, If you called him a murderer, you'd probably be fine. You'd be fine, yeah. Although, if you were big enough, now Kyle might be coming for you with a lawsuit. That's good. <laughs> yes, that is good. Um, it's very good, especially since it, he's going after people who said it after he was acquitted. Uh, that's it, I, kind of his decision, which I think is, from a legal standpoint, the smart one. But, um, you know, like Facebook is um, scary, it, not just in its copyright, but in how much it listens to you, uh, how much <laughs> it pays attention to the other things you're doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've gotten ads for it that I don't think it should have been able to show me <laughs> in a creepy data mining kind of way. Yes. Um, but when it comes to, uh, uh, like, I've always said this, what was it? Uh, someone posted a video recently about data mining, which since we brought up Facebook, I wanted to bring this up. Um, and how they would use it to control the population of the world, control people, essentially. And I was thinking, uh, I was thinking about that because it's like, well, you wouldn't be using people to make your decisions or to force things to happen or react to each individual and their data. You'd be using probably an algorithm to do so. I was thinking about how stupid algorithms are. Uh, no matter how how much data they have, I keep running into them doing something really dumb. Uh, like I mentioned this on an earlier episode with someone else, uh, a misinformation tag on one of the on like a silly graphic about put together the you know the first letter of your last name and the last letter of your first name to make your you know fandom name right, essentially. Yeah. And put a tag on that. So it was like. I can't imagine what kind of hellscape and they would create by 
controlling the population based entirely on data in all parts well, of the world. What they're life. trying to do is learn how to influence people and how they vote is ultimately the goal. But it's going to only get worse as the, I'm not going to say the, as the algorithms get smarter, but the whole purpose of machine learning is to learn and adapt and whatnot based off of the data that's available to it. And it will make better decisions the more data it consumes. Because right now, I mean, you could say that the concept is still kind of in its infancy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only going to get better. I'm not going to say smarter because it's it's not smart. It's just a, you know, it's an algorithm, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's basically using data and you train the model. So the more data it has, the more it's being trained on, the better it's going to be at what it does. Okay. Oh, I, I guess I it is relatively new. Um, so that made sense. I I wonder though that they would even really want voting. I mean, I suppose some countries that are actual dictatorships have voting. So yeah. <laughs> they have voting and it's typically voting for the party. And yeah, I'm trying to remember, it's like years ago. It's like, I think it was like either Saddam Hussein or maybe it was China. I was like, oh, you know, so-and-so got reelected. It's like he was the only choice. What are you talking about? Yeah. I remember I, I think I was in junior high and someone talked about Russia voting and it was like, uh, and they didn't, I can't remember what year they were talking about. They said like, oh, a 99% turnout and yeah. everyone voted for the same person and because there were no other options and voting was mandatory. So mm -hmm. it was <laughs> like impossible. It's like, yeah, when you do it like that, that's not really um, a free election. This is no, my- my thought on mandatory voting, which I know some people want, is that uh, not voting is still a vote and not in the way they like to say, where it's like you're voting mm -hmm. for the other guy. To me, it's a vote of saying, I don't think any of these options are worth my time or that the act of voting is worth my time. I yep. feel like that is still a vote. It's just it's a, a lack vote. of confidence in the system. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it's like and I think. If governments actually cared, they would pay attention to that proportion because it's it means that you're not actually meeting the needs of your your citizens. You would but, think, but I don't think they care, right? No, I think they that, don't that care. the lower the lower the turnout, it's better for them because they can the smaller mm -hmm. pool of people they need to influence, it's gonna be easier on them. It's more yes. dangerous when you have more people showing up to the polls because it, it makes it more difficult for them to control them. Yeah. And uh, I, I know that the last couple of presidential elections had huge turnouts, apparently, mm -hmm. and um, that those bigger, that's for sure. Yeah, bigger. Um, and I, I they felt very much up in the air to, to me anyway. Um, but uh, so I could see your point there. Now, I, I want to bring it back to uh, YouTube a little bit more. So and. Um, Actually, let's let's go back to the Ukraine uh, issue. So there uh, there is a lot going on in Europe right now with Ukraine oh, yeah. and Russia. Mm -hmm. And um, there are a lot of independent journalists in the area trying to report on it right now um, because that's, you know, what indie journalists do. Yeah. And their method of getting that information out there is almost always social media platforms. Yes. Because it's a ready-made audience, you know, ready-made mm -hmm. distribution. It's the best way 
technically, uh, supposedly, of getting your content out there. Now, Twitter has blocked a few of these accounts. Um, mostly, uh, they've even blocked English-speaking accounts, which is, is, is important to note, not because, oh, Westerners who speak English are not getting this information, but because most of the algorithms for blocking accounts are built on English. Mm-hmm. So smaller accounts that have that are mostly in another language actually get blocked more often by accident. Now, they're saying that these English ones, these English language ones, are getting also got blocked on accident. That it was it was a fault of the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> and now, why in the world would we believe that? I don't. I don't know. But we, look, for the sake of argument, let's say that it was just a fluke that this specific kind of content was getting flagged and these accounts were getting suspended. The fallout from that is that your only option to learn anything about the Ukraine situation is to go to legacy media. Yes. (laughs) I find that very interesting because one of the things that made the Arab Spring so successful was Twitter. And now you see them censoring this type of content. Yes. I find that rather, rather interesting. But again, it was a different day and age. (laughs) Yeah. Even though I know. it was like a little bit over the, a decade ago, but I know yeah. it seems like a lot has changed in the last ten years, specifically, yeah. especially when it comes to social media platforms and what they have decided, like how they do things, um, their direction of their uh, principles, essentially. Now, mm-hmm. all that has changed in the last ten years. I, I 100% agree that that is like it. It doesn't feel like it should be that long. Ago, it, it actually, it feels like it should be a much longer time frame yeah. that they, you know, for them to make this kind of drastic change. Um, and especially considering the fact that some of the same people who founded these companies are still mostly in charge. And, and especially when they started implementing these new decisions. And you have to wonder what, you know, went on, you know, in philosophically, financially for, for these kind of changes in whether or not they censor happen. Now, mm-hmm. some, some of them have been running into uh, the issue of certain governments saying, we're making this illegal, you have to um, work with us on that, or the, otherwise we'll start fining you. For example, Gab, the social media um, platform, uh, keeps getting... Um, hounded by the German government over not policing hate speech and uh, what and so they keep trying Germany keeps trying to find them they keep trying to tell them like get out of our country like there's three choices there and the the I know the CEO of Gab is basically saying that he doesn't want to give in and he doesn't want to take away Gab from the German citizens right which uh, is mostly principled if you're going to claim that you are a uh, anti-censorship platform. Mm-hmm. One of those things mean one of the things that you will have to do to prove that is stand up to a government that is trying to censor on your platform. 
That's uh, such a weird thing. So I, I know that that's Twitter's excuse, right? It's like we're a national company, therefore we're going to try and abide by the laws of these other countries. But Twitter is an American company, which you'd think that they would have to abide by just just American laws. Now you see this stuff with Gab. So that, that makes you wonder, how is that going to play out? I mean, are they going to send people over to black bag the CEO of Gab and drag him to Germany to try him? Or, I mean, it, it's just a freaking website, right? It, yeah. It's a social media platform that is created by an American run, you know, in America. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that's one of his arguments, thing. actually. Yeah. That's one of his arguments is that we're an American company. We're American citizens. We don't have any servers in Germany. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, it, yeah, definitely. And, um, and, and it is, I am wondering what will Germany do? Uh, they'll probably, uh, my guess is that they'll sue him in international court first, more, more than anything for paying the fines. That's my guess. And it's funny too, because he said he'd still work with German law enforcement if there were like serious crimes mm -hmm. going on on Gab, which is reasonable. It's reasonable to say, I, like we found posts of people talking about robbing a bank. <laughs> Here you go. Like I, that's reasonable. But asking them to censor is a completely different, you know, that that's a philosophical argument. That is not something that I, I think I think anyway, that a government has any right to do. So, right. so to me, I, I find it kind of funny that, that that's going on, but I, I applaud him for standing up to, for, for anti-censorship on social media, because I don't, I, I think we're, we do have to be worried when it comes to being, uh, for being activists against censorship, that we don't end up falling for a grifter who says yeah. I'm creating a platform or I'm doing this to mm -hmm. protect you from censorship and it just being a lie. Um, for, for example, I mean, Twitter used to say we're, we're pro freedom of speech. They used to say that. Yeah. yeah. Jack Dorsey <laughs> said they're the uh, free speech party or free speech wing of the free speech party. And it's like, yes. what, what happened to that? And yeah. I mean, it's, you, turned, you would, it's turned into, you know, sensor influence and uh, I had another thing for it. But yeah, I mean, that's basically what they turn into sensor and influence. Yeah. Um, and oh, control. Uh, control. Sensor, yes. control. Yeah. Well, and then a lot, a lot of this censorship has to do with catch and kill. Essentially, they want to catch a story and kill it. And kill it. Uh, and and they've been doing it with with reviews that entertainment industries don't like they've been doing it with um images videos and uh writings that of people you know who change their minds about things that makes makes them not look so good well youtube is doing something new they're actually going to try and catch what they call harmful content before it goes viral and suppress it so they don't even have to do that anymore they can just go suppressed yeah well, I mean, I don't know if you saw that, but there was this thing where they started doing this. This video was too popular. Yes. Yeah. With the trucker convoy. Yeah. Yeah. You have to sign Sub in. Subscribe. Yeah. You have to, yeah. Gonna, you have to subscribe to uh, watch this content. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Talk that about, was talk a kill method. Mm -hmm. That was definitely a kill method that they've that they created. And, you know, they'll use it again. They'll use mm -hmm. it on the other things maybe they'll be using it on ukraine footage i mean that's maybe. the problem is that um twitter was already trying to get rid of it so 
it's it's a really big issue here that we the internet opened up all these doors for seeing things we never could see before. Yes. With without legacy media or the government like approving it essentially. Mm-hmm. And now um, big tech is doing whatever they can to lock that down, which that's I think that's kind of how they got built up in the first place, though, as an alternative, as a as a way for people to uh, share amazing things out in the world that they had no other method beforehand of really getting out there. So to me, it feels like a complete and utter backtrack on what the internet, what social media was good for. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's essentially killing these big social media platforms because this is the irony behind it is what made the internet big was, you know, when larger businesses started adopting the internet, that's what made it more popular. Right now you're having the reverse effect. It's killing it. Yeah. Because back, back when I got on the internet, I mean, there, there was, you know, there was barely websites like Coke.com, stuff like that. Now, now everybody has a freaking website. If you don't have a website in your company, it, it's strange. Yeah, I actually really agree with that. I went, When I was looking for an agent back when I thought I would do traditional publishing, mm-hmm. I kept, if I found, I found like I had this list of agents from poets and writers and uh, like if they didn't have an internet page and uh, like a website, I was like, well, why would I? have them be my agent what century are they living in (laughs) now it's like a it's a it's a weird thing if you don't have a website um of some kind you're not you don't have some kind of internet presence as a company it's just it's it, it essentially shows like a lack of uh presence essentially yeah. like you well, don't... nobody uses the phone book anymore that i mean that's how people used to find companies was the phone yeah. book specifically yeah. in your local area now now it's the internet i mean who, who yeah. uses yellow pages anymore <laughs> well, i remember i got one like a couple of years ago and like it got sent to my house and i was like what in the world this still exists who yeah. uses this <laughs> i remember my, my yellow pages used to be like that thick and the last time i got one it was about like that thick <laughs> Well, for one thing, they used to pay for themselves with ads from companies, yeah. like bigger mm-hmm. spreads and stuff. But I don't think companies really have to do that anymore because no. the Internet exists. Um, now, the problem is uh, I see for um, smaller companies, especially, is not being on AWS. Is to is to stay away from that. Like it's important as a business to be on social media, unfortunately, but. Um, I would say find a way to not be on AWS because they're mm-hmm. it's you say one wrong thing you might get it they might you know there's lots of cloud them. providers out there I actually don't use AWS I use DigitalOcean which is pretty good that's good which by the way AWS is hiring they keep sending me oh yeah job <laughs> application <laughs> they're like they uh, they pay pretty well let's <laughs> put that way yeah they do uh, but I would never work for them. <laughs> But um, so I yeah, get, I, I get hit up every now and then too by them. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think because I think AWS would do some catch and kill too. Actually, I think I think most of these big companies now for for the internet would do catch and kill. Like I could see Alphabet doing it for ads. Like we're not. Oh, actually, I did read about that. That they were like we're not putting up ads for 
these specific companies because they're saying hateful things. And it was something like conservative groups that, uh, and they couldn't point to the thing that they said that was hateful in their ads or anything. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I, that one's a little harder. I'm like, how do you do ads without running in the alphabet? Because they seem to own most of the ad space on the internet. Yeah, it's 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 kind of tricky. Um, that one's hard to get around. I, yeah. I know. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember who did ads before, but they they basically kind of dominate the market now, don't they? They they do dominate the market. Like I know Microsoft has ads, Bing ads, I think it's called, but that's not any better. No, <laughs> I wouldn't do that one either. But um, yeah, I I think catch and kill is like a common practice now. I I feel like it's because it, it's not just the copyright striking. It's it's just any any excuse any excuse one of these companies could come up with to take down something they don't like, uh, to to get rid of it, to make sure that the narrative is under their control, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, it's why we need to promote these alternate sources. And maybe for next time, we can look up some alternate sources for ad space <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So we can talk about it. Um, well, the, the, the other thing too, this is why, this is funny because this is how the internet started, right? Is everybody had their own website. And then these really convenient applications came along, like Facebook, Twitter. And it's like, what's the point having a website anymore when you can just do everything here? Now we're getting to the point because of censorship, people are going back to creating their own websites again. Now I think that's the, the biggest way we're going to fight censorship. For the time being, because at some point they'll start going after the, the host. Yes. But building your own website, hosting your own content, I think is the best way to take that power back from Google, Facebook, and Twitter. And I think researching who uh, the company that you're getting your website from, that's very important because yeah. you need to know what their policies are on censorship. Or have they said pro-censorship things before? Um and, and the same is true, actually, of your payment methods. If you are yeah. an online store, you have mm -hmm. to find a, a payment method that is not going to uh, essentially shut you down. Like um, PayPal, yeah. Yep. So, like, there's all these big, big uh, companies involved in this, and a lot of them are just 100% willing, mostly because of stakeholder capitalism, which you talk about a lot. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. um, to shut down websites and access uh, to a lot of people and a lot of companies, a lot of smaller companies. So it's something we need to like fight. And I think you're right. Websites, your own website, and you have to do, you have to do the due diligence to find out whether or not who you buy your website hosting from and the domain is all on the up and up. Same thing with your payment processing. Yep. I mean, it's scary that we've gotten to this point. I mean, it's like the idea, I say something on the internet and suddenly, oh, my payment processor doesn't like what I said and it's it's gotten yanked. I actually ran into something very similar recently with what with my Ko-Fi page. Uh, it got suspended and I have no idea why. I'm, I'm assuming somebody reported me. It's like, I don't paste, mm -hmm. paste anything. I don't post anything on there, but it's a means for when I'm doing a live stream as an alternate to get around Mama Susan, if somebody wants to you know, do like a alternate super chat. Mm -hmm. And so the only thing that's like listed there is like super chats, essentially. And for whatever reason, uh, my uh, my page got yanked and I fought it and I won because I don't have any, you know, thing that's violating their terms of service. But it was 
I'm guessing flagged for, you know, hate speech or something like that. Most likely. Uh, yeah. Some, someone got a wild hair up their ass to take you down. <laughs> yeah. Somebody didn't like what I was saying. There's people out there that don't like me. So eh, yeah, <laughs> I've been, when it comes to that, a uh, method that random person I've been relatively safe so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've been lucky, but I don't, as my channel grows, uh, and the you'll content, ta- attract it at some point in time. Yes, I will. I, I know that and I'm prepared for it, but, um, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't think it's something that we should be, uh, vulnerable to though. Uh, the fact that they're so willing to just accept the word of some random person on yeah. most of these platforms is just ridiculous. Well, no, it's, like, that, it's like you need to have the right to face your accuser. I, I don't like the it's like I understand anonymous, right? It's like if um, especially if your life depends on it. But this mm-hmm. is the Internet. Your life doesn't depend on it. You should be able to find out who is reporting you and go and go, oh, OK, I understand why, because that person. Uh, doesn't like me. They're reporting me. But you should be able to have the capacity to go and fight that and know who is trying to, you know, false flag you. Well, and they should also have evidence to do so. Like, yeah. instead of them just claiming, that's the big problem here, claiming, is that there's a claim and there is no backup to the claim. They don't have to provide something. Most of the time, they don't have to provide anything. They can just they say make, it. make anything up, Yeah, yeah. And it and most of these platforms will just go, sure, we accept that. <laughs> and sometimes I wonder if the platform is so willing to accept that because they want to take people down. Like is it designed that way that they just they they're they're gonna pick and choose who they believe? Because I've reported people for saying some pretty mean things, some dangerous things before to me, and nothing happened. <laughs> oh, it's very much so ideologically driven. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they they report they report people for jokes, like clearly not serious content. Where yeah. they say, you know, that's and that's hate speech, and it's like, oh god, you guys. Well, Z- really- Zuby got busted for misgendering somebody by saying, um, "Okay, dude." And it's like, <laughs> I call everyone dude and man. I'll be yeah. like, I've. I've called so many people, man. I think I've called my own mom, man, before. So yeah. I, I like sometimes. So those words are just, you know, uh, they're they're not actually gendered at that point. They're just like something you call someone. Like is pal gendered? I don't really think so. But they well, probably yeah, well, like yeah. You know, they try to do the same thing with guys. You know, hey, you guys. Oh, you know, referring to as a collection of people. But you'd be surprised the number of people that get offended by that. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's not inclusive. I, I can't imagine how that feels from the perspective of like Spanish, because I know mm-hmm. when you when you pluralize a group that is mixed, you go male. Yes, like that's that's the rule, and it's like I don't see a problem with that rule. Like a gen, like I don't give a crap, and <laughs> but I can. I, it's like you can't. There's no word that is plural that is asexual in spanish like that that's not yeah, a- the, there isn't um well it, it's <laughs> funny because I, I guess that's the, that's the thing people complain about is that the you know, the default is male and therefore <laughs> it's um you know sexist because it doesn't default or to a more neutral <laughs> use or term or whatever <laughs> yeah 
it's just silly though it's it's silly to get upset about these kind of things like it's not that it's not actually a big deal are you dying that someone's not calling you and they argue they are and i'm like (laughs) words of violence yeah and i'm like "Mm, i don't know i think people who've been in war zones have things to say about that or have actually been attacked by people the thing that's scary is again i've heard this term (laughs) actually used is that you know oh i was emotionally wounded (sighs) (laughs) like here's the thing like i have i have i have a generalized anxiety disorder i have triggers i do like i hate using that word now because Mm -hmm. they've made it like stupid they've made it so stupid everything's a trigger and it's so hard for me to talk seriously about something that has triggered me because of this and and the thing is though is that as well I don't want to be wrapped in bubble wrap. No, I don't. I, I, because here's the thing about triggers is that you're supposed to, you're supposed to go through therapy that makes you not respond to triggers. Right. <laughs> and, it, and, and you're not supposed to just live with them. You're supposed to deal with them, make them go away eventually. That's, hopefully, yeah. That's the funny thing about it is that you know, it, mental illness or having some sort of mental defect or issue or whatnot is becoming a personality trait. That's the thing that's so weird about it. Yeah. Well, and uh, I, I think this is this is this is another one of those things that they use and it's as an excuse to um, censor people is that it's like, you know, like, Oh, you didn't use a trigger warning to talk about this dark oh, subject. <laughs> Be an adult. Oh my I know. God. That's one thing I was curious about is like, how do, how do these people function in the real world? You didn't provide a trigger warning. Hmm? So what? Like what? It, Move on. Go, Be adult. Grow up. I know when you go to get your coffee and you see some, maybe some people by you are talking about a TV show where someone mm. uh, got sexually assaulted. Do you freak out? Like, and, and do you yell at them? Like, what do you, what do you do? It, it doesn't I'm feel. Per- I'm pretty sure some people do. Yeah. Some people do. <laughs> and it's like, that's not really living. It's not really thriving. Certainly. Uh, it's it's actually damaging to you to react and allow yourself to react to that level. Like I don't I don't want to react to the level I do to my anxiety triggers, and I work on it all the time mm. because it's not fun. No, <laughs> it's no, not I enjoyable. It's not. Yeah, and you shouldn't you shouldn't indulge a mental health condition. Like as a person who suffers from a mental health condition, but that's what we're doing these days. <laughs> Yeah. And a lot of people want to indulge their mental health mm-hmm. conditions. <laughs> like well, they like find it's it. because it's become like a, it, it's a piece that they view as um, defining them. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's there's plenty of things that I have. You know, I'm, I'm dyslexic. It's not it's just something it's a condition I have. It's not a part of who I am. It's not something like, my dyslexia defines me as a person. It's, like, no, it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's the thing I deal with. Yeah, it's it's just something you deal with. Like if you were missing one of your pinkies, like it's the thing you deal with. It's not you. Yeah. That pink the the fact that you're missing a pinky is not who you are. It doesn't define you. And the and requiring that everybody you know help you by uh cutting the 
the pinky off of half, you know, half the gloves in the world would be a stupid thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's essentially what's going on there. And, and, and it is affecting writing, especially like, narr- like, uh, novels, like when it comes to literary fiction, people freak out over stuff like, uh, dark topics that like sexual assault, you know, things like that. They're like, they freak out. They don't want them depicted. They do want them depicted, Mm -hmm. but only in a certain way. And it's like, shut up. You're not the artist. You want to, you want to write a novel about something like this and you do it. Don't tell them how to write their novel. Um, It's that, that (laughs) same mentality is ingrained everywhere in entertainment now. It's like, uh, yes. It's everywhere. They can't be okay. You can't write about a certain group of people a certain way. Yeah. And nor nor can you write about people who you are not. <laughs> oh, God. I, I remember when that first started popping up, I was like, are you insane? Yeah. It, it's it's one of the grossest things to come out of all this is that whole you can't you literally writing is empathy. Yeah. You see, um there was a movie that was um Scheduled to be created, it was called Rub and Tug a number of years ago, and it was about a. I don't know if the if you was truly a trans man, but it was about a woman who be, dressed as a man and ran like a brothel, and it had Scarlett Johansson. And they actually got the movie canceled because it did not have a trans uh, man playing the part. Talk about causing damage to your own cause. Yeah, because oh, like. That means then there's one less depiction of the trans experience in movies. Like yeah. That's all you did. <laughs> mm, pretty much. Although I will say this for it being such a small percentage of the population, they are in almost every single literary novel coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying to do the same thing with entertainment, right? They're trying to make sure that yeah. there's, um, you know, more um, trans representation in, in movies, mm-hmm. TV shows. Comic. They really did capture novels like a couple of years ago. It was pretty gross, <laughs> like yeah, how gross. how captured novels are, um, and how long it's been going on. Because I think it's because of the fact that a lot of publishing now for literary novels is who you know. Like you had to have gone to a yeah. specific college and have a specific teacher, and they would help you find a publisher, which meant you were all already ideologically captured, essentially to get into literary novels. So, and I think that's why it happened and it happened several years ago now. Um, I I think it's gaining momentum in the other entertainment industries. Like we're at the like peak now, essentially of them gaining momentum for capturing uh, those industries. Unfortunately, um, I, I like the thing is though about all of that, about them, you know, like, being so afraid of how they depict everything is that you can't win. Like they're going to, some group is going to get mad. And, and then we end up with, we're going to end up with a literal 451 degrees situation, Fahrenheit 451, where everything is not allowed (laughs) because every group, as he said in the coda, will will have their complaints and then they'll yeah. just <laughs> destroy it all just burn it all and, then, <laughs> and that's the problem is that censorship is an ever-growing issue like it you they keep pushing and pushing and pushing mm-hmm. that line 
for all their different reasons, like narrative control, uh, you know, not wanting co competitors to get an advantage, uh, not wanting people with mental health issues to be triggered or whatever the, you know, other reason, or not letting women or black people or, you know, take your pick on minorities get insulted. And so that line just keeps getting pushed and pushed and pushed out until there is literally nothing that can be said. There's no room for truth or for bravery. And that is the real problem with censorship is that it kills any ability to eventually say anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm waiting for the day that uh, opinions need to be approved. <laughs> <laughs> it feels it feels like we're we're getting there. Yeah, we're get, we're getting close. People can't even talk about topics and have an opinion. Yep. Without it being labeled misinformation or getting yep. a copyright strike. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's like it's like your opinion already... is misinformation. It's my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> misinformation. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Ian. Um, it was it's always great to have you on and to talk to you about these subjects. Um, so this has been the 451 Degrees podcast on the Unsafe Space Network. Thank you so much for joining me. If you could walk your fingers over to the like, share, and subscribe button, we would really appreciate it. And comment below to let us know what you thought about this varied topics that we've covered today. It seems like we always seem to drift. <laughs> yeah, we do. We drift. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys next time. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been approved by Neil Young. Please consider canceling the responsible parties. Here's a list. Do you know what's fascist? When truckers refuse to deliver products to the ruling class. That's what the dictionary says. I swear. The continued war on drugs will require the distribution of free crack pipes. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it. I mean, that's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake. <laughs>